welcome back to the Beerly Football Podcast. It's about football, but Beerly. I am your host, Zachary Smith. Joining me as always is Trevor Scott and Carrie Dempsey. How are we doing today, boys? Good, man. I'm doing good. Doing good? I'm just lovely. You're just lovely? Just lovely two weeks in a row. That's yeah, great. it's t- Tuesday okay. night. What else could be going on right now? <laughs> All it's right. football week. It's football True. week. Is it? It's NFL Hall- week. Yeah. Right. Hall of Fame game. Oh. Let's watch some third-string quarterbacks battle it out. Hey. <laughs> All righty. So, what are you guys drinking tonight? I'm drinking a, a Yingling. Got a, a few Yinglings lined up. Going to knock them all back. Shout out to Philly. <laughs> what a quote. <laughs> And I'm drinking a Miller High Life because, you know, I just live the high life and I want others to be inspired by my life and to live it up my way. Thank you. That was a good rhyme, Kerry. Okay. I know. Yeah, you beat me out. (laughs) It's the the champagne of beers, too. Exactly. Can't go. We get it. He drinks the beers the best. All right. (laughs) We do this. All right. So I am drinking beer all the way from Bend, Oregon, from Deschutes Brewery, the Black Butte Porter. It's great. That sounds great. Count on Zach to drink the, the dark Weird. beers. Yep. Yeah. You can count on me to drink dark beer every every time, every time I come on here. So I, before we start, I just want to give a shout out because uh, this beer is actually given to me as a gift from uh, one of the parents of the kids that i coach at the golf academy so i'm just gonna give a shout out to ritesh patel real quick he's a great guy uh, and i wanted to thank him because this is this is very very good so shout out to him yeah bring me some next time buddy quick yeah got a quick sip in and we're gonna jump right into the news we've got a pretty big show for you guys today so we're gonna be starting out carson wentz hurt and so is Quentin Nelson. So Shocking. that uh, <laughs> that uh, that turnaround the Colts were hoping for is looking pretty shaky right now. Carson Wentz expected to miss was it five to ten weeks? Five to twelve. Five to twelve weeks, and Quentin Nelson same basically the same injury. I mean, is it a surprise? It's just a running nope. at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I, I think the surprising part to me was like how it happened. Even, basically, I like at the same time it was like bang bang. That he couldn't even make it more than two practices in the season before getting hurt. Like, come on, Carson. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, you go from hit being hit by you know guys at whatever South Dakota State and whatever to these big NFL guys. I don't know. Maybe he's just <laughs> maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's a big, that's a big loss for the Colts because they're kind of expecting him to be the guy. Um, Trade for Minshew though. Huh? Minshew mania and Indy. Oh, that'd be too much to handle. That would be too much to handle. Pat McAfee would lose his mind. Yeah. But, uh, in that quarterback room currently. Pat McAfee have a mind? That's true. That's a good question. But, uh. In that quarterback room, we've got a couple of Blech. young guys, and then we've got 
Apparently, Kiri, Kiri doesn't really like it. <laughs> Kiri doesn't like that quarterback room. Uh, so, so let's talk a little bit about who they've got in that quarterback room. They recently picked up Brett Hundley. Um, yeah, he's he's really going to get them far. <laughs> so, Kerry, I think his thoughts are pretty clear about what he thinks about that quarterback room right now. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many options they can get. They have Jacob Eason. They get because they're in division. But Nick Foles replacing him just like he did with Wentz and Philly. He'd be a good option if they could get him. Um, even Philip Rivers mentioned today he might consider coming out of retirement to come back. He'd be an upgrade as of now. You, at least you know what you get with him. But according to the Colts right now, they're not looking at veteran options, and I think they trust Eason. But yeah, that's they, what I've heard, if this, too, that they kind yeah. of think Eason's ready almost. Yeah. Right. And then and then if he plays well, do they go back to Wentz or do they just keep Eason? Mm. If he doesn't play seventy five percent of the snaps this year, that uh that conditional those conditional picks lose all their value. So that's probably not gonna fill out. But it's five weeks from right now, right? Uh yes. Okay, yeah. So best case scenario they have a hard first five games of the year too. Best case scenario, they're zero and two when he gets or with him coming back. Maybe just one or two games, but yeah, I think they should see what they have in Eason. Yeah, it'd be interesting. First. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see Eason out there. Um, but it'll be a mess though, because without Nelson, that line's going to suffer. The oh, center absolutely. Ryan Kelly, yeah. or, Ryan yeah. Kelly's out too. And that big battle line. Yeah, and for the Colts training camp, the rest of the line hasn't looked good with those two out. Yeah, I, I mean, it does obviously not looking great for the Colts. And it also, it's going to be bad to throw Eason in there behind an offensive line that's terrible um, without their best mm. guard and their center's yeah. hurt. So. <laughs> and, and Eric Fisher's the starting left tackles. Expect to be the starting left tackles, not healthy either. So they got another. So three bad. injured O-linemen. Behind, like yeah. supposed to be the best o- one of the best o lines in the league, and now now not looking like much. Um, but and another thing, problem with Eason is he he didn't get any many practice reps as a rookie because Jacoby was running the scout team offense. So we don't really know much about what even the coaches might not even know much about what Eason can do. And what they'd be comfortable putting in a play calling situation. Yeah, I think a lot of them think. Saw some reports that he didn't. A lot of people in Indy don't think he's ready either, but I think he's the best option there right now. Well, yeah. You know who's smiling in the shadows right now? Who? Me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) The Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. I I also could see, depending on. On when Wentz gets back, I could see the Jaguars smiling a little bit. Because I mean, if they can, if they, if the Colts drop two games right off the bat, that's assuming Wentz gets back uh, in that Early. five weeks. Yeah, instead of later. Um, I mean, the Jaguars. I had them. I think as third in the division. Um, they hmm. could probably sneak into second in the division, win a couple more, or potentially win a game against the Colts, which would be big. So, as a Jaguars yeah, fan, <laughs> that defense is so good, though. 
Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but they got their first five games. They got Seattle, the Rams, the Titans, the Dolphins, and the Ravens. All five potential playoff teams. So that's going to be a rough stretch right there. What do you think the over under in that Dolphins game is going to be? Yeah, that's not going to be a lot of offense. <laughs> <laughs> 24 points. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's a question. Let's say Wentz gets hurt, doesn't play much this year, and maybe Eason takes over. Do you think this is Wentz's <laughs> like, last shot as a starting quarterback if he blows this? As a starter, I think so. Yeah, well, if, if Eason plays well, and I think if Eason plays well and he wins them two games – even if Wentz is healthy, I think they, they as the Colts, you got to stick with the hot hand, right? Yeah, I don't know. Depends I mean, on how if he, he does really well in the first two games. Yeah, but... that's what I'm saying. But, I mean, they showed last year they could win with Phillip Rivers, who wasn't great by any means. So, I think just a game manager in that situation could be able to at least hold down the fort for a few weeks. Yeah. Yep. And then, obviously, behind Eason, you got Sam Ellinger. And then the least recognizable name in the world, Jalen Morton, <laughs> out of Prairie View A&M. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... It's yeah, they're scrambling right now. Yeah, they are really scrambling right now. But uh, apparently they're going to go with Eason, which, you know... Could be just a smoke screen, too. You never know. Yeah, yeah that could be a smoke screen. Um, they're in talks... And- they're going to be and in obviously- talks with with the Jags to get uh, Minshew Mania up there within the week. <laughs> and, and obviously Nick Foles is familiar with Frank Reich, so yeah. wouldn't have to learn too much with this system. Dude, imagine that. That's two times. <laughs> Wentz gets taken over by Foles. He oh, just retired at that yeah. point. Yeah. Head back to Dakota. Head back to Dakota. <laughs> get a nice farm. Yeah. Nice piece of land. Doesn't he have, like, a big piece of land, like, out in the middle of nowhere? Probably. I think he does. Probably go get hurt on the farm. Probably. Hmm. All right, going on to the next bit of news. We got Trey Lance performing very well in training camp. A lot of people are reporting he's actually winning the job. Um, So, do you guys think Trey Lance will be the starter come week one of the regular season? I don't think so. Shanahan keeps saying Garoppolo's the starter, Garoppolo's the starter. Could just be another smokescreen, like how they were linked to Mac Jones throughout the draft. I th- I think Lance will take over, depending on the first couple weeks go. I think the better he looks in training camp, the more likely it'll be to pull Garoppolo. You know, a couple of bad outings here and there, and they might pull Lance. But I think there's, there is a pretty good chance I think he starts by, let's say, week three or four, depending on the first couple weeks go. Okay. What about you, Trevor? Yeah, I don't... I mean, the earliest I could see him starting is... Starting would be week four. I could see him maybe coming in in week three or at the very earliest if Jimmy G's really stinking it up because they got talent everywhere and they can't just be dropping games in that division. So earliest I could see would be week three or four if Jimmy's doing really bad. I don't think Jimmy will do bad, but... Yeah, and if I you look at their it's... if you look at their schedule, they got the Lions and Eagles week one and two. Mm-hmm. So you think you think Jimmy should be able to handle them off there and do decent? But then they got yeah. the pa- Packers week three, and then two divisional games against the Seahawks and then Cardinals. So you think 
maybe if they struggle good in the, against the Packers or the Seahawks, then that might be the time they pull the plug on Jimmy. Well, I was looking. I just wanted to double-check this before I say anything. But the 49ers actually have a really early bye week this year. So it's actually in week six. So if you're looking at from that perspective, if he does end up struggling early on in the year, I could see them um, maybe making the move during that off week to get him some first-team snaps going into a game where he'd actually start. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, this this seems built for championships, so Shanahan – Whoever's going to get him there, he's going to use. It yeah. doesn't matter if he's a long-time veteran or a rookie QB. Whoever's going to win him a game, he's going to put in. Yep. But, uh, I, so I'm probably with you guys. I don't think he's going to be a starter week one. Um, like you said, starting the schedule off pretty easy with the two first games. Gets a little bit tougher from there on out, especially in that division. But uh, I think if you see a struggling Jimmy Garoppolo, I think – Coming out week seven, you might see Trey Lance coming out, especially with how early that bye week is. There's still plenty of time, even if they start like two and three, to get uh to get that team back under control and 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 get them ready for a playoff run. You even saw last year with I mean the quarterbacks weren't the same with like Mullins, Beathard, and Jimmy G, but that he was willing to you know bench a quarterback and go to a different guy whether it's Beathard or Mullins. So he's not, it's not like he's gonna. Leave his starter out there if they're underperforming. Yeah. All righty. Going to our last piece of news for the day, we have Xavier Howard requesting a trade from the Dolphins. Uh, This was pretty interesting to me. Uh, He made a post about it. I can't remember. I think it was Twitter about how he just No, it was on his Instagram. It was Instagram? Okay, I wasn't sure. Um, It was either Twitter or Instagram. But he made a post basically talking about how he didn't feel like the Dolphins were respecting him or he didn't feel respected by the Dolphins' management. Um, They've been trying to rework a contract because he'd been playing very well. Um, But uh, they they didn't seem willing to budge on their original offer, and he just felt disrespected by the organization. So he has requested a trade. How big of a deal is this, Kerry? It's going to be huge for the Dolphins because – I mean, he's pretty much their defense. It's kind of the same situation you saw with Fitzpatrick leaving to Pittsburgh a couple years ago. But if if they do end up trading him, that's going to be a huge blow to the defense, and that's pretty much the the Dolphins' calling card this year. So I think it'll be... Yeah, he takes away half of the field. Yeah. But, you know, I think he's one of the highest-paid quarterbacks, cornerbacks in the league. I forget what rank he is, but I think he's kind of... He's six, I think. Yeah, fifteen point one, fifteen point three million. I think. I think it's just a bit, bit of a drama stretch at this point. Yeah, unless it's something like bad blood, bad yeah, experiences with the not front like office, a huge bad deal or anything. Yeah, and this was kind of this caught me off guard with how big of a deal he made it seem. Yeah, I know, especially coming this close to the season. Um, he had he has had. A lot of disappointment with the Dolphins organization as of late complaints, but especially with the team that seems like if they can get that offense going, there a good chance they could go deep in the playoffs. With the I mean, they could be they a sneaky little team. Yeah, yeah they they almost made it last year too if they had a couple better offensive games. Yeah, but uh, yeah, interesting, very very interesting uh, coming out and, of Miami. 
So if he does get traded, we ran a poll last week to see where people thought he'd end up. And the Cowboys came out as the number one option with Arizona at two, and then Houston and New Orleans tying up after that. You guys have any thoughts of where you'll see him ending up if he does get traded? So I think the Cowboys is the most obvious position where he could be, where he will would be undoubtedly the best defensive back player on that field. Um, for the for the Cowboys, uh, they're just so weak on the back end. Um, so I think it makes the most sense for the Cowboys to pick him up. But uh, any of those options could use him. I think Arizona really could. I actually saw some rumors about you know Chandler Jones. We talked about last week has had some displeasures with oh, yeah. Arizona. That could be a good fit, whether it's flipping Jones for Howard or. Even with Houston, if uh, Miami's been interested in Watson, if he can be involved in a Watson deal as well. Yeah. Mm, they could save some of their picks. Yeah. Send them to Houston. That's you true. don't like living in Miami, buddy? Go play for yeah. the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like your Miami penthouse? <laughs> Go to Arizona. Go live in the desert. <laughs> yeah, but... uh. That could shake up that division quite significantly as well because of, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Patriots they are trying not. to. I mean, bounce I had them finish in second. Yeah, Patriots might are trying to bounce back, and if Xavier Howard is is not there, it gives them a better chance, obviously, to bounce back. Um, and, and and I mean, the Jets are going to be bad either way, but uh, it could shake up the two and the two and three in that division for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. So yeah, they can easily heading towards the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. Without that, without that defense, it could be a problem. Yeah. Cause you just haven't seen anything out of that offense to suggest that they're going to be able to carry that team to wins. Yeah, and I mean, and they got rid of some other guys too, you know, yeah, they traded Shaq Lawson. They had to release Kyle Van Noy. So might not be the great defense. It was last year. Yeah. All right, going on to our next segment. We are talking about sleepers, sleepers in fantasy to be specific. Um, each of us have three quarterbacks, three running backs, three wide receivers, three tight ends, and one defense slash special team for you guys to keep an eye on throughout the season. They're not necessarily the highest ranked in their position, um, but we expect them to outperform their ranking this year. We're going to start off with the quarterbacks. Uh, who do you have, Kerry? So for my quarterbacks, I'm going to start start out with Jalen Hurts. This guy, he's been about mid-range mid, mid range in QB drafts. But he's a guy, just with his legs, he has a lot of potential. Last year you saw it with his running ability. He could be a good dual threat. If he can just limit the turnovers and obviously bring up that completion, I think he should be a good <laughs> fantasy quarterback. Dual threat is what everybody wants for fantasy right now, and I think he he does have potential to become one of the premier dual threat options for fantasy-wise. Number two, I got Daniel Jones. I think with all the added weapons, this will be his year he breaks out. You think so? Um, and yeah, I, I mention it every show pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. But uh... yeah, I haven't but, talked about the Browns yet. True. <laughs> but he's got, you know... 
he's not the fastest quarterback, but he's got pretty decent, pretty decent running ability. He's Sometimes he can be a little too fast for his own yeah, good. True. Yeah, last <laughs> yeah. year. But I think Absolutely. he's he's still got potential, and I think you know he'll outplay his draft, and I think he can end up being you know maybe a top eight, top ten guy. Not going to win you a league by any means, but could be a serviceable quarterback all year long. Mm-hmm. My number three guy, my Patriots boy Cam Newton. He was a great for- fantasy quarterback for first couple weeks last year, especially with his dual threat ability. He had a ton of rushing touchdowns early on. With a full offseason this year, some added new weapons, I think if he gets his running going, he should at least be a high QB2 to low QB1 just with his running ability. You know, he's a threat for one or two rushing touchdowns every week. And just with that dual threat ability, he should be able to at least keep him in high-end QB2 rankings. Okay. So, I mean, I know you talk about this every week with Daniel Jones. But you actually see him making that big of an improvement this year? I think you obviously he'll improve. I don't think he's going to, you know, wow anybody. But you know like uh 200 passing yards, two touchdowns. Just like a, a more quarterback. Yeah. You know, not an every week starter, but a solid, you know, if you need a streaming option, I think he's going to be a good guy and depending on the matchup, he'll be a must start in a couple outings this year. Okay. Alrighty. Well, what do you think, Trevor? Who, like are you, who are your quarterbacks? Uh, my number one, my favorite young quarterback in the league, Joey B. He's actually outside of the top ten in quarterbacks. He's QB eleven, uh, and his ADP has been in the low eighties. So, but I like him a lot this year. The line didn't improve that much, but I think Jamar Chase is the truth. They got that connection. I think we'll put up good numbers this year if he can stay healthy. Uh, next, next, I got Cam. Uh, I think he has a high ceiling. His average draft position is really low in the 180 to 190 range. Uh, he could be a really solid backup, like a bi-week quarterback. Uh, he was a be- good at the beginning of last year, and like Kerry said, with those rushing touchdowns, you know, it seems like around the goal line, he's looking for one of those every week. So, um, And then lastly, I have Sam Darnold. Um, I think... It'd be like a great QB2 situation, a guy to have on your bench, um, a bi-week quarterback, definitely. Um, I don't think he's going to be anybody's QB1 for more than two or three weeks in a row, but I think he can get hot and score some weeks in the 20s. So I got Burrow, Cam, and Sam Darnold. Okay, so my list is kind of weird because the first guy on my list isn't rated low, um, but... I think he's rated low for I'm just for the record I'm using a Fantasy Pros uh, ranking list. Um, Justin Herbert. Now I know he had a great year last year, so a lot of people are expecting the same thing. Um, but a couple of people are rating him to be like uh, low number one, high number two. Um, and I think that he is going to be an every week starter in every fantasy league, um, obviously depending on injuries. But uh, I think he, I'm expecting another great year for him in L.A., um, and I, I think he'll be a number one option uh, at QB this season. My second quarterback, um, because I'm a homer, is uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, he's ranked 15th. 
um, on this uh, fantasy pros list. I think he is the. I think he's going to be definitely top half of the league. I think he's going to be probably like eleven or twelve. I think he'll he'll play better than some of the quarterbacks they have above him. Um, some people. I, I think that uh, his scrambling ability is going to is going to allow him to you know escape the pocket at times when it starts to break down and be able to find receivers downfield. Um, I think he's going to work great in Jacksonville, so I'm really excited to see him play. Um, and then my number three quarterback, I was surprised to see how low he is in this rankings. Trevor's going to love this pick. Is Baker Mayfield is a tier four quarterback Take. on Fantasy Pros, rated 17th in the NFL. And I think there's a chance he could be a top 10 quarterback in Fantasy this year. He missed. He didn't have Odell Beckham Jr. for half the season last year. I I just love this guy. I love the way he plays. He doesn't turn Game the ball is. over. Alex Smith. Hey, you know what? Alex Smith has had some great fantasy years. I don't want to hear it. Points are points. Here's QB1 a couple years before Mahomes. Him and I think Watson's first year. I think Alex Smith was either one or two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had them both on my fantasy team. <clears throat> <laughs> but I think Baker Mayfield has a chance to be a, a top 10 fantasy quarterback this year and ranking and fantasy pros ranking up 17 kind of felt like it was a slap in the face to him after the way he's played the last couple of years. He's gotten consistently better. So I'm excited to see him play this year. Hopefully we're going to see Odell Beckham Jr. suit up for more than half the season. Um, and that's definitely going to improve his numbers overall. I just, I love, I love the way Baker Mayfield has been playing. So I, I can't say that he's going to be 17th or bottom half of the league um, as a quarterback. Uh, and, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and – Wait, one yeah. quick question. Yeah. All right. So asking you as fantasy managers, mm-hmm. going in the draft, mm-hmm. who would you rather take with the with the way that QBs are going? Would you rather have a you know traditional passer like a – you know, Stafford or a Brady or someone that's going to get you, you know, maybe 300 yards, passing TD, whatever. Or would you rather go for, you know, a kind of a fast-running quarterback that, you know, not a great passer, whether it's Cam, Taysom Hill, Jalen Hurts. Who who would you rather have this, you know, the safer option with the, you know, high floor but low ceiling or a running guy that's going to get you, you know, a lot of points but could end up getting you nothing? I don't think there's enough running quarterbacks for, I guess if it came down to it, uh, could you give me two guys? Well, I mean, uh, well, obviously, you know, like the Kyler and Lamar are going to be up there, but I'm saying more like, you know, these like guys. Yeah. Like Like on a bye week or something. Yeah. Like if you get Jalen Hurts, let's say Taysom Hill versus like, yeah, like a Stafford or a Mayfield or Goff. Who are you going with? What's the matchup? Who they True. playing? I don't know. The times, they're both playing. The... They're both playing the same team. Yeah, they're playing the same team. Let's go with that. <laughs> a mediocre defense. Fine against the run. Fine against the pass. Who would you go with? I'd probably go with. Hmm. Uh... We're talking like. I'd our... go with the. If, if it's just one week, I would go with the runner. Because then I can just blame it on him if I lose, <laughs> and he does bad. Uh, if you're going, if it's like a fine, like middle of the road defense, 
Yeah. See, like I'm like for me, I'm comparing like Jalen Hurts and Baker. Does that make sense? Because Jalen Hurts is ranked 11th on Fantasy Pros and Baker's ranked 17th. Mm-hmm. So I'm comparing those two. If I were comparing those two, I think I'd rather have Baker Mayfield because at least I, I feel like I know what I'm going to get out of him week to week. With Jalen Hurts, I could get potentially like 35 points if he has a crazy good game. And, but he's and also... And is going to be in a position to win every week. Yeah. But you know, like, a good a good game for Baker is maybe you know two hundred fifty passing yards, three touchdowns. two passing TDs, ten rushing yards. Then when you get a guy like Hertz that you know hundred rushing yards, one touchdown. That's even if he doesn't throw for seventy five yards, he's still gonna have a better fantasy day just with his running ability. Yeah, mm. but I, I that's why. But it, it it's also when I when I'm picking like a uh, an off off-week quarterback, I want someone who I know what I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. So I don't, like... Like, obviously, I'm my number one guy, but he's on a bye week. So I want my backup. I have a certain point number in mind that I want him to get, and I think it would be easier for Baker to hit that point number, which is about 17, than Jalen to hit that point number, 17. Does that make sense? Yeah, it is a lot safer. And that's and that's why you lost last year. And that's why I guarantee playoffs, never a Super Bowl. <laughs> Shout out to Kyler. <laughs> All righty. Uh, do does... RBs? Well, yeah, we can mm-hmm. go on to RBs. RBs, running backs. Go ahead, Trevor. Why, why don't you start us off this time? Uh, the first one, I got Miles Gaskin. Um, he had a really impressive year last year. He's the RB1 in Miami. Who is going to need a safety net? Uh, he showed that he's like tight ends a lot, but I think having a running back he can dump it off to is going to be really important. His ADP is 53, and he's actually running back 22. So this might be a guy that could be in your flex every week, and he's running back 22. So I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. Uh, second, I got Melvin Gordon at an ADP lower than Gaskin. He's at 66. Oh. I like his potential a lot, and I think as long as Drew Locke matures this year over this past offseason, that the offense should improve and sold his numbers. Okay. And lastly, for now, I got Daryl Henderson. With the Akers injury, he's still um, getting drafted pretty low. Now that I mean, now that before Akers was injured, getting low ADP of ninety six, and he was RB thirty five. So if your draft is anytime soon. Maybe somebody, a couple guys don't know about the Acres news. I would definitely take advantage of Daryl So like in our yeah, league. Yeah, Gaskin, Gordon, Henderson. So like in our league, we know someone who probably is going to draft <laughs> Cam Akers. And uh, I'm not I'm talking about the. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say oh, his you. name. Or oh, I know name. exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> But someone's gonna draft Cam Akers like tenth no, overall. I know exactly who you're talking. <laughs> Not mentioning any names. I know who you're talking. But someone's about. gonna do it. Um, but yeah, I, okay. That, 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 those are three good ones. I like that. What about you, Kerry? All right, I'm gonna do one of the same ones. I get Gaskin again. Dolphins used him a lot last year, and I think they had options to bring in a guy in the draft like Etienne or Harris, and they had some free agent options. They really only brought Malcolm Brown in. So I think they trust Gaskin as their every down running back with Ahmed and 
Brown getting some carries, but especially in PPR, he should be worth it. He'll get a lot of targets, especially with Tua with his little short passes. But it's, I think he could end up being a low-end RB1 at best, but be a solid RB2 all year long. Mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson, another guy that's involved a lot, especially with Fitz being there now. I think Gaspin Gibson's really underrated. He can He's a good receiving back, good runner. And if it wasn't for McKissick, I think he'd be an every down back. But I still think he'll be in that high-end RB2 and worth maybe a second round. Yeah, that's good. Low second round, yeah. But I think he's a pretty good option. Um, my last one's Mike Davis with the Falcons. After getting really girly, they really don't have a lot of options in that backfield. And, you know, he performed pretty well last year when he stepped in for McCaffrey. For a while, he was, you know, pretty good RB2. Um, you know, not worth an early pick, but I think he's a good guy to get in the mid rounds as, I mean, he's going to be their primary back and should get you a lot of targets and carry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's that last one? I'm sorry. Mike Davis. Mike Davis. That's Falcons. a good one. That's actually a really good one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. It's not on my list, but I like it. Who wouldn't? <laughs> All right. So. My three running backs, you're going to laugh at one of them. I know you're going to laugh at one of them. But my three running backs are starting it off with uh, DeAndre Swift. Um, I think that you're going to see his numbers jump up quite a bit this season um, just because you don't have uh, them trying to force Adrian Peterson carries. Um, So I'm expecting him to perform a little bit better this season. Um, without Adrian Peterson swallowing, you know, one out of every three carries from him. Um, I felt like that was a really dumb coaching decision last year that they they did a lot. But um, I think you're going to see more carries in a new offense. And, you know, that that should move his stock up a little bit. Um, Carry on Johnson. Huh? Carry on Johnson's gone too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My next one is David Montgomery. Um, in Chicago. Where did, where did he carry on Johnson go? Uh, he went to Philly. Philly, that's right. Next one is... Sorry, is that good? No, yeah. Second one is David Montgomery out of Chicago. Um, I think after the Tariq Cohen injury, he kind of showed that he could be a, a receiving back and a receiving threat as well, um, which I think will help keep him on the field more because for those of you that do remember, David Montgomery was just the guy that they put in running formations. And they just ran him between the tackles. Um, but if they if he can be on the field as a receiving threat as well, I think it opens up um, the play calling for him a little bit more and helps him maybe sneak up. Um, I think he could be a, a low RB1, high RB2. Um, and I, I think he's got the chance to, you know, get you consistent, consistent numbers every game. Um Obviously, it depends on the way that quarterback situation shakes out, but I think he's going to be a decent running back for you in fantasy this year. And my last one, (laughs) my last one is a bit of a funny one. Uh, I have David Johnson out of Houston because what else are they going to do on offense? They have like 42 running backs. I know. (laughs) Their receivers are just bad. I think their wide receiver one is Brandon Cooks. (laughs) But hey, the guy 
Alex Erickson. David Johnson, obviously the best in that backfield in terms of pedigree. He's had the best career. So I think you're going to see him getting a majority of the carries, even with the five mediocre guys that they have in the backfield. Um, he's ranked 33rd um, on Fantasy Pros. And I could sneak, I could see him sneaking into, if you have a big league, maybe a flex spot starter. Um, it kind of depends on, on what kind of league you're in. If you're in PPR, uh, not advisable. But I think you could see him sneaking in there as a flex starter. From Houston, which is surprising because they're going to be bad, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very bad. Um, going I just, on, I just a little worried with their depth, though. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I mean that was one of the things I was thinking about. Because uh, you know Burkhead's going to steal some third down snaps and Ingram yeah. if he makes the roster and even Lindsay too. Just a lot of snaps for everybody. Yeah, I could see – so what I think – Honestly, I think Burkhead's going to be kind of like a safety um, valve. I think you're going to see Lindsey in a lot of pass formations. Um, but I can see first and second down being David Johnson. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Ingram will make the team. I think it's just one too many running backs. Yeah, that's what I think as well. It doesn't make sense. He doesn't quite fit anywhere. Because they have I mean, Lindsey. That's, that's have, that whole, the whole too much depth and not enough talent. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to wide receivers. Uh, starting it off with Carrie first. Go ahead. All right, I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk. He was one of the best receivers for a stretch last year. He pretty, he helped me win a fantasy championship. <laughs> he had one stretch. It was like he missed a couple games in between from COVID, but he had like six games. He had five or more catches, 75-plus yards. And that was Nick Mullins and Beathard as QB. If he gets a healthy Jimmy or Lance, I think he's really going to take off as a wide receiver one and at least a top 20 wide receiver this year. I could easily see him in the top 10 as well. I think he's really underrated, and he's really going to take a step forward this year, even more what he did last year, if he can stay healthy at least, which is always a big question with Niners players. Yeah. But the next one is Cortland Sutton. He's a guy that really had a lot of potential. I like that. Yeah, 2019, he was great. Last year, I really thought he was going to, you know, be a really good wide receiver one for Denver. But he only played one game with the injuries. But problem with him, he's just going to need a good quarterback. And that's the problem. But he just really impressed me in 2019. You know... At least if he can match that, he just needs good quarterback play. But he should be at least a high-end wide receiver, too, I think, on that team. Then rounding it out, Jacoby Myers, another Patriot. He's been pretty consistent for the Patriots last few years. There's really not that go-to threat for New England, but he's pretty much been one of their most consistent receivers as of late. You know, last year with Cam as QB, he still managed 729 yards, which doubled on his rookie year. I think his third year will take even a bigger step forward and end up being pretty much the Patriots' go-to wide receiver. You know, and maybe a low-end wide receiver, too. Not somebody you're going to take early on, but a good option to have as either a wide receiver, two or a bench option. Okay. I don't hate any of those. You better not. <laughs> what do you have, Trevor? Um, first I have Elijah Moore. Uh, I think he's a really underrated talent. 
Uh, he's going to be a young guy that's going in there with um, with Zach Wilson. He's wide receiver 57. I don't expect him to be consistent at all this year. But, I mean, I think he could be a solid first wide receiver off the bench for for one year, wide receiver one or two bye weeks. Uh, next, I have Sammy Watkins. Uh, went over to that Baltimore wide receiver core that desperately needs help in production. His ADP was is 271, and he's wide receiver 95. So... I think he's definitely a little more valuable than that. <clears throat> and then Cole Beasley, he had that great career year last year. I think Josh Allen's going to be dominant again this year. His ADP is 148 for a guy that, you know, had a lot of starting worthy wide receiver to worthy weeks last year. And he's wide receiver 58 this year. But definitely a sleeper I'm going to be targeting this year. So People think- love to kill a Cole. <laughs> Do you think uh, Cole Beasley or Gabriel Davis is going to have a better year this year? Cole. Really? Okay. I think so. And it, do you think it's just Josh Allen trusts him more? Or? Yeah, he's, he's a good little possession slot receiver. He's pretty much his go-to after Diggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Although that was that was after the John Brown injury. You and John Brown. No, when John Brown was healthy, he was the number two guy. And then he got hurt, and then... Was John Brown going to be on your list? No, absolutely not. Shocker. And, Trevor, who do you think will be the wide receiver one to get for the Jets, if not more? Corey Davis. Davis? Yeah, what about you? I think Denzel Mims could have a good year. They just have a lot of, like, Tier two guys, yeah, I could see that too. There's been a lot of good reports about Mora Camp that they love him though, so he could end up being a pretty mm-hmm. substantial piece of their offense. Yeah, Zach, so, you got. So the reason I asked about Cole Beasley versus Gabriel Davis is because I actually have Gabriel Davis as as one of my sleepers. Uh, I think he's going to be a. I think he's actually going to be the number two guy there. I think. What's going to end up happening, a lot of defenses are going to key on digs, um, and they're going to leave someone in one-on-one coverage. Whether it's Cole Beasley or Gabriel Davis is going to, I think, depend snap to snap. But uh, I think he's going to make a great number two there. Um, again, the, the Josh Allen's a guy that likes to spread the ball around a little bit, so we're going to see and how that forget, works out. But And don't forget about Emmanuel Sanders is there, too. So yeah. Got, so, oh, yeah. But... Uh, I saw a lot of people saying Gabriel Davis has a good chance to step up and be the number two guy. And I think from what I've seen from him, he looks like he's ready to step up into that kind of spot, but we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited especially, to watch the bills this year. They, they look really good. Especially if Beasley doesn't make the team due to this. Due to his uh, COVID. COVID issues. Yeah. yeah. So no, he's been threatening about the team releasing him. And that ends up being an issue. Davis could really step up. Uh, and and so just just for the record on on where he's rated on fantasy pros he is rated as the 62nd uh, wide receiver, and all the way down in tier seven. But uh, I think he could actually blossom into a, an, a wide receiver two spot, um, and maybe a flex spot uh, depending on the way your league runs. Because um, I, I think Cole Beasley's a better option in PPR, but I think Gabriel Davis might be a better option in in, in standard. So. Moving on to my second pick 
for my wide receiver sleepers. I've got LaVisca Chenault out of Jacksonville. Uh, he had a really, really good rookie year. Not, like, fantastic, but a very good rookie year. Um, and I feel like a lot of people forget about second-year players a lot. They start thinking about, oh, which rookie's going to have the best. I think LaVisca Chenault, with a better QB situation than he was in last year, is going to perform very, very well. Um, and I'm excited to see mm-hmm. him play. He's one of he's one of the guys that I think could have a really big year. Um, it obviously depends on, on what we get out of um, Trevor Lawrence, but I think Trevor Lawrence, if he plays well, I think you're going to see LaVisca Chenault shine as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to that this season as a Jacksonville fan. <laughs> uh, obviously, he's not going to be a number one option. I think he'll be a wide receiver two option. Um, and and pr- I think a good flex in either PPR or standard. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to watching him play this year. He's rated 44th on Fantasy Pros. Um, and uh, I could see him even going a little bit higher, going into maybe... Uh, all the way up into the um, high tw- high twenties, low thirties, um, in terms of where he ends up at the end of the season, in terms of wide receiver ranking. So excited about that. Um, and then my number three pick is let me find him on here. It's Demarcus Robinson. Oh, Honey Thunder, baby! <laughs> <laughs> I can't even find him. Where is he? <laughs> You're going to have to control F his name on this fantasy pro list. Gator great, baby. Can I get a go Gators out of Zach? (laughs) (laughs) Demarcus Robinson, okay? So the reason I picked Demarcus Robinson is between him and uh, Mikko Hardman. Um, Because with Watkins gone, obviously you have Tariq Hill there. So it's going to be hard to... He's not going to be a wide receiver one, but I think in terms of him stepping up and having a couple big games this season. I think you could definitely expect that. Just for the record, this is why I picked him as a sleeper. He is ranked 113th on the Fantasy Pros wide receiver list. I think you can expect some pretty good games out of him. Um, I don't think I don't think he's going to be super consistent. I mean, you saw that last year with any wide receiver besides Tariq Hill on the Chiefs. Just really Watkins is gone though. Yeah, but Watkins is gone. So I, one of the two, either Michael Hardman or Demarcus Robinson, is going to pop off. I think this season. Um, but I picked mm-hmm. Demarcus Robinson um, just because I think he he'll see a little bit more consistent play out of him than Michael Hardman. He seemed he seemed to have flashes of greatness followed by flashes of um, outstanding stupidity. So I, I'm expecting. Demarcus- yeah, I think. Uh... I think Robinson will be better in the red zone, too. Yeah. That's another reason why I picked him. Mm. I like I, I, I like that pick a lot. Um, so, And this is also a guy that had 68 receptions last year with Watkins there. So I'm expecting Ty- a lot out of him. And Tyreek Hill's with injury problems early on in camp. So, I mean, if Hill goes down, there's a lot of room to grow in that wide receiver core. Yeah, so yeah, Patrick he, Mahomes has to throw 500 yards to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. At halftime. Absolutely. Um, but uh, this is a guy with 68 receptions last year with Watkins there. So I'm expecting even more catches from him this season. And so that's got to be a worse feeling. <laughs> what? Uh, 68 catches. 
Yeah. And they and they really didn't add anybody either. So I mean, it's pretty just same group of guys again. So. Yeah. So I, I think he's gonna have a pretty good year. He had more receptions than Michael Hardman last year, which is why I'm expecting him to have more again. This year. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he had more receptions than me last year. <laughs> no, Michael Hardman. <laughs> No, no one has more receptions than me, period. Well, I actually rushed for more yards than uh, Reggie Bush a few years ago, but we don't have to get into that at all. (laughs) Okay, we're going to move into tight ends. I'm going to start off with Trevor this time. Who do you got, (laughs) Trevor, tight end? I got Johnny Smith. He had a great year last year. Great pick. In a good place for tight ends in New England. Yep. His ADP is 136 and his tight end 17. He could he could be a tight end one. There's only three, four, maybe five. There's a handful of great tight ends every year. And outside of that, it seems like it's always question marks. I think John U. Smith can be one of those question marks that turns into a exclamation point. I just made that up as I was going. <laughs> Second, I have, two, wait, huh? two, two questions for you. Uh-huh. Did you really just say New England's a great place for tight ends? I mean, Gronk. What about that other guy named 81? I mean, he he was a killer, dude. I mean... Yeah, he, he, he really ended up pretty good there. I mean, but, he's a talented tight end, though. He had a good career when he was there. Just ended <laughs> up on a sour note. But do you think Hunter yeah. Hart... You, listen, you listen, Hunter... he ended his career hanging out. There you go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but do you think having Hunter Henry there, Hunter Henry's going to play a second fiddle to Jonu, or do you think is the one that takes over? Not really. I think Jonu's definitely going to take over, because Hunter Henry's just, I don't or, know. But, yes. I, like I think is a more athletic player than Hunter Henry is, and I think that's, Absolutely. that's going to give him a big hand up in that competition for the... And John is a good blocker too, so yeah. it's not like you know. It's not like you're losing that. Aspect. They're losing much. Yeah. With, because Henry's a good blocker too. But yeah, second I have Adam Troutman. Uh, Jameis really likes his tight ends. Dude, that can... is such a good pick. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. I'm loving Trevor right now. Yeah, man. Um, I think you know he might be a good guy to take 10, 20 spots earlier and keep on your bench throughout the year just to see how he blossoms this year his adp is 177 and he's tight in 20 so maybe look for him see if he's available in that 150 160 range and then last i have anthony ferkser okay no nobody liked that pick uh, i like that one too okay well i'm not super not sure bad. about this one but like filling in johnny smith shoes will get him some numbers tight in 22 adp 207 he's definitely a guy to keep your eye on this year yeah, Johnny Smith, Adam Troutman, Anthony Ferkser, maybe. So I'm going to go next, and you'll see why. So two of my picks are Johnny Smith and Adam Troutman for exactly the reasons Trevor said. Um, the New Orleans, with if Jameis ends up getting the start, I mean, when he played in Tampa, I know Trevor probably remembers this, how often he targeted his tight ends in the red zone. I mean, Man, this, yeah, it was like... It was every time. Every time. It's like O.J. Howard would have 60, 70 yards. Cam Brate would have like 80, and one of them would have a touchdown, or yeah. both of them would have a touchdown. Yeah, so I'm really, really looking at him to maybe even sneak up, depending on how he plays, um, it, and if Jameis gets a start, seeing him c- 
kind of become maybe even a, a starting tight end, like top 10 tight end in the league. He's rated as 19th on Fantasy Pros, but I could see him jumping up big. And obviously I had Johnny Smith there. I think he's a good fit in New England. Um, very, very athletic, very good receiver, can block, very, very talented tight end. Um, the last guy I have... <laughs> He lost me a game last year, but I picked him anyway. I have Jared Cook at the Chargers. Um, I think with, I think because I think Justin Herbert's going to have another great year. I'm expecting him to get pretty good numbers. Um, he's rated the he's rated just below Trotman at 20 on uh, Fantasy Pros, so I, I I think he could sneak up into like a top 15 guy. Uh, a guy that you keep on, like Trevor was saying about Trotman, on your bench and, and fill him in when you need to fill him in um, because sometimes that situation just happens. Um, but there's also the opportunity for him to be much better. It depends on how much Herbert decides he wants to target his tight ends this year because um, he didn't target them very much from what I can remember last season. Um, and that was Henry, correct, last year? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think you you could potentially see Jared Cook have a, a pretty decent year this year. Um, he's ranked tight end twenty behind Trotman and Johnio, but uh, I, I could see him stepping up and having a pretty good year, depending on uh, how uh, Herbert's throwing the ball. What do you got, like First of all, not on my list, but Trotman. I really think we'll also have a great year. <laughs> only player from only university. Only Dayton Flyer in the NFL besides John Gruden. <laughs> and I also agree with Ferkser. Here's my bold prediction. Ferkser ends up second on the tight ends and receiving touchdowns this year. Wow. Huh. He looked good in the red zone last year in a few opportunities, and I think he'll end up with, you know, like Tennessee's gonna be in the red zone. Yeah. yeah, somewhere in like the six to eight touchdown range, I think he ends up with. Okay. All right, and for my three, first of all, Mike Gusecki. He's, you know, been around, you know, maybe around the 5, 10, 5, 12 range. He really showed a connection with Tua last year and Fitzpatrick. I think he's kind of a go-to guy in that offense, and I think he'll take another step forward this year. He's pretty much he's improved every year, and I think going into his fourth season, he'll really take that step forward and come close to a thousand yards. My number two guy, Logan Thomas, I think he's last year he really broke out. He never had more than two hundred yards in the season before last year. He had seventy-two catches for six hundred seventy yards, six TDs. And that was with the ghost of Alex Smith, a quarterback, <laughs> and Dwayne Lazy Haskins. This year he's got Fitzpatrick or Heineke, whoever it is, I think it's going to be a better fit for him. And I think Thomas will be a big fit in that red zone and end up – I I have him as my round T5, six, T6 right now. I think him and Kyle Pitts will be battling it out for T5. And then my final, you know, he's, he's ranked your- four. He's coming out right now. He's, okay. ranked, he's ranked pretty high, but I think he's – Really going to take a Hawk. step forward this season. Yeah, Hawk. He was my tight end last year. Had a pretty good year all year. Was pretty consistent with Stafford. Um, he wasn't, he, you know, with the usual tight end struggles his rookie year. But last year really broke out. 
especially with the lack of receiving weapons for Jared Goff. I think this year Hawkinson really develops, and I think he'll jump into that tier with Kelsey, Kittle, and Waddle this uh, Waller this season. Does, yeah. does Goff throw to his tight ends a bunch? He did, but the problem was with having Everett and Higby, it was kind of inconsistent uh, yeah. who would get the targets okay. last year. Because I was but, I mean, because I was thinking back, and I don't remember him doing that a bunch, but it could just be the inconsistency out of the tight and, ends. And also, he did have a lot more weapons, you know. That's true. Cooks and Cup and Woods. So he had a lot of guys with Rodeo Wall. In Detroit, he's got Tyrell Williams and a lot of the media. <laughs> yeah, so Hawkinson is good. I almost put Tyrell Williams on my wide receiver sleepers. You think, you he's think my honorable pretty- mention. Somebody's going to break out in that wide receiver core. It's just a question of who. Yeah. I mean, Goff throws for a lot of yards, so somebody's got to catch him. Yeah, but I'm going with Hawkinson as the guy that gets him. Okay. All righty. So the last sleeper is defense. And... Uh, we're going to start here with Kerry. Who is your sleeper defense of the year right now? It's sleeper defense of the year is the Minnesota Vikings. Their defense was absolutely garbage <laughs> last year. That was because they were missing a lot of guys. Danielle Hunter, one of the best pass rushers in the league, was out all season. And defensive tackle Michael Pierce. They're both back this year. Anthony Barr got hurt early on last year. He'll be back. And then they brought in a bunch of veterans, Sheldon Richardson, Dalvin Tomlinson, Xavier Woods, Patrick Peterson, Mackenzie Alexander. I think they should be a lot better. I I mean, this the defense was a calling card for the Vikings a couple years ago. Last year it was their offense. But I think the defense will be back this season. I think having Hunter back will be a huge presence. And I think this will be a defense that gets a ton of sacks. Mm. Okay. Who you got, Trevor? I have the Bears. I was surprised to see them as low as defensive defense sixteen. Uh, I think they're a solid veteran unit. Unit, um, and that low at sixteen. I mean, in a lot of leagues, they probably won't even get drafted. So they'd be a good pickup if your defense doesn't figure it out in the first few weeks. Okay. Um. I also went with the Bears for basically the same reason Trevor said. Um, before all of the stuff about Xavier and Howard requesting a trade, um, I was going to say the Dolphins because they're only ranked 12th on defense, and I've, I've had them top 10, um, maybe top 7 or something like that. But uh, after the Xavier and Howard stuff, I don't feel comfortable picking them um, as a sleeper instead of going with the Chicago Bears. Um Ranked 16th by Fantasy Pros. I, I think that they have a chance to have a pretty good year this year, depending on injuries, um, obviously. Um, and I think it also has a little bit to do with the way their offense ends up performing. Because when they would have good defensive games, it'd be because their offense was able to move the ball and they weren't going three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Um, so I think a lot of it depends on that as well. Do you think their secondary will be as good this year though um that's tough who, who did they lose in that wait secondary? who the bears yeah the bears who did they lose anyone in that secondary um yeah they lost uh what's his name 
They got Eddie Jackson. I'm not worried about anything. Kyle, yeah, they they cut Kyle Fuller for. Oh, Kyle. they lost Kyle Fuller though. Ooh, that's yeah. tough. Number one corner. So who's their who's the corners now? Trust really has to get there though, because your corners don't have to be that great if quarterback Desmond only Trufant has two and a half seconds burns. to throw it. Yeah, it's not bad. Trufant's kind of old though. Yeah. He's Taylor. You'll love him. Florida boy. Artie but Burns. Hello. But it's not Kyle Fuller. That's... Artie Burns. It's Artie Burns, bro. Kyle Fuller was a pro bowler, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Not as not as scary as it was. No, but it's Artie Burns, bro. He came out of the University of Miami. Come on. You got to trust when have the When have the University of Miami ever had bad players? Never. Not on defense. They only produce Hall of Famers on defense. But should be a decent defense anyway. I think it'll be good. Um, the front seven's still excellent. Yeah. yeah. Front seven's really good. I mean, yeah, the, the loss of uh, Fuller hurts him a little bit. But, you know, you got a star in the making, Artie Burns. <laughs> yeah. Hasn't, <laughs> hasn't bounced around for a few years. <laughs> No, I think I think they'll be fine. Um, you really want Desmond Trufant covering Devontae Adams? They got Eddie. Jackson. As long as Eddie Jackson's playing over, over the top, top exactly. exactly, exactly. If anybody's going to pick off a Rod, oh wait, already yeah, already Burns is a, is a Q, is a CB two. You got Jalen Johnson. Okay, Jalen Johnson and Desmond Trufant. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. Are they going to be as good as last year? Probably not, but... Uh, wasn't Eddie Jackson the one that dropped, like, four picks last year? Like, in the first five games? He dropped them? I think so. I don't know. Was it his rookie year when he had, like, nine? Or was that his second year? I think it was his rookie year. He had, like, he had a lot of interceptions. But, yeah, he's he's solid. He knows what he's doing back there. Oh, yeah, he didn't quite have as good of a year last year. I remember him dropping a couple picks early on in the season. They never really got that the season going in terms of a defensive like highlight reel. But, yeah, I, I, I think he'll still be he'll still be a really great safety. So, so I'm not that worried about it. Um, yeah, so Bears sleeper pick for defense, special teams. They're going to be great. What they need to do... <laughs> they need to do is bring back a Miami kick returner and then their special teams would be amazing. Well, I'm just sign a whole Miami roster at this point. Just bring back Clive Walford, bring back. Absolutely. That's what I want to hear. Carrie, just speaking facts. Go hurricane central. Yep. All right. That is all we have for today. Thank you guys for listening to the beer league football podcast. It's and if you haven't already, at Beerly Sports on Twitter, give us a follow. <laughs> or you know, Beerly Sports around and you can't seem to find us. And Instagram too. Forgot about that. Beerly Sports. You know, Twitter, Instagram. We might even have a TikTok in a couple weeks. You know, it's it's trending upwards. Is all I do know. <laughs> and uh, I'm get on the train before it's too late, baby. I am happy to announce this is uh, this isn't the first week that our episode is going to be on uh, a different podcasting platform, but it is the first time I'm able to announce it uh, and on the closeout of an episode. 
uh, is that we are now on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, uh, and several other podcast platforms. We're still waiting for Apple Podcasts, but if you use any of those outlets to listen to podcasts, check us out there. Uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, don't, don't be afraid to share it with your friends and family and drink a beer with us while we talk about football. I am Zachary Smith. We have Trevor Scott, Kerry Dempsey. We're signing off for now. We will Stay see thirsty, you. my friends. Stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs> Stay thirsty, my friends. Is that copyrighted? Yeah, we're going to get shut down. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Somebody just knocked at my door after I said that. All right. No, one, no one heard that. <laughs> have a good week. We'll see you next time.